joining us now, Hall of Famer Gary Player. Mr. Player, what's going on this morning? Well, I'm in uh, Philadelphia here with my family, which is, uh, you know, we have a very big family. We have 22 grandchildren and six children and two great-grandchildren, and that's the great joy of your life. And although we're all locked in, it's, uh, it certainly goes you back to the old days when I was a young man, when you had time to be with your family. And, you know, what made America such a great country was faith family and hard work right and here we are spending time with our family which is wonderful <laughs> i'll tell you what gary you and jack nicholas i mean y'all could form three football teams with it with, <laughs> with, with all your family <laughs> I, i'd rather have i'd rather have a golf team because yeah exactly longer <laughs> I, I was shocked the other day to read i don't know whether these facts are correct but the nfl these guys they if they're lucky if they play for three or four years, That's right. and then after that, they can't walk. Right. Here I'm 84, and I'm still shooting par, beating a beating my age over well over 2,000 times in a row, and I'm still getting such enjoyment, and I can never get enough of it. What a game. <laughs> it's the best game that's ever been invented, ever. Absolutely, Matt and, Matt and Mark. So nice to talk to you both. Yeah, so I have to ask you, with all the talk, you know, we, we know with all the uh, cancellation and postponement of things, and all of the talk of uh, playing the Masters in the fall. Uh, have you played Augusta National in the fall? No, I haven't, but obviously the Bermuda will be through, and uh, actually it'll be very nice. It'll be a, a, a difference, and I think it's nice to have. Uh, one of the things, I always wanted to travel around the world and win golf tournaments in different parts of the world because it's very difficult to get off a plane with time changes mm -hmm. and different golf courses and different challenges and different food, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I love that challenge. And so if I was a young man playing in Augusta in the fall, I would love that to be able to say, well, this is, I'm going to be playing it and, uh, with Bermuda. And actually, when we first started, if I remember correctly, it was all Bermuda, yes. and there were Bermuda greens. Mm. Oh, all the way into the early 80s, I think, wasn't it, Gary? Yes, I can't remember the date. You know, when you, you get to my age, you need a mulligan to remember things. <laughs> <laughs> You're pretty sharp, man. <laughs> you are awfully sharp. No, in in a lot better shape than I'm in, that's for sure. Yeah, you see, I, I eat properly, and I exercise like a, like a Trojan. I mean... Uh, but, you know, I, this is the one wish I could wish to get. You know, Winston Churchill said the youth of a nation are the trustees of posterity. Mm. And my great dream is to have an influence on the youth of this of this great country because, you know, young people today, my brother went to war from South Africa when he was 17 mm. to fight for freedom. And a lot of young people today, honestly, Margaret and Matt, they just they don't understand that freedom is not a gift. No. It's not luck. Luck is the residue of design. Yeah, right. All these young people at Normandy and people like my brother yeah. fought for freedom and we won. We could have lost and we would have had practically no freedom. So we've got to honor that and honor the people that never forget the people that did it for us. And stay away from socialism, if I may say that. Yeah. I've traveled more miles <laughs> than any human being that's ever lived. And what I've seen in countries, oh, my goodness me, that practice socialism, they went straight down the drain. Yep. 
Yeah, I'll tell you, Gary, back in October, I had a chance to stand on the beaches of Normandy, and it's a humbling experience. And if you, you know, if people get the opportunity to go do that, just go stand on the beach and, and think about what, what went on there and the bravery of the people that, that, uh, that were there. And um, which takes me kind of to, you know, you mentioned going around the world. How many countries, do you know how many countries you actually won a golf tournament in? Well, I, it's, you know, we, I, won, I won seven Australian Opens, and Jack Nicklaus won six. We were having a great battle to see who could win the most, and we had wonderful times. And the one time we played, and I shot 62, <laughs> and we were rooming in the same hotel again, back in the same car, and he shot 66. He said, how can I shoot 66 and be four shots behind you? I said, he said, but I'm going to get you a little South African butt tomorrow. Well, the next day I shot 70 and he shot 63. <laughs> so now I'm three behind him. Can you imagine? I've got an average of 66 and I'm three behind him. I said, I'm going to get you American butt tomorrow. And I was 10 under after 10 holes. We didn't have the sophisticated scoreboards you guys have got today around right. the world. So he sent his caddy running over and said, Mr. Nicholas wants to know how you're doing after 10 holes. I said, 10 under. He says, no, not for the tournament, for today. I said, I'm 10 under. <laughs> and Jack came around. The, there was a blind hole. He came around the hole. He said, you're a liar. You're trying to put me off, you son of a gun. Anyway, I shot 62 and went on to win the tournament. Oh. And there's always a sequel to it. I was standing in the airport and I had one white pants on and a yellow shirt and the lady came up to him and this old lady she said you the bus driver kid where do i get the tickets to take us downtown <laughs> <laughs> that was very humiliating and i gave her my medal <laughs> <laughs> that kind of brings you back down to earth a little bit doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. it sure does and that's something about this game it doesn't matter how good you are whether you're tiger woods whether you're ben hogan uh, whoever you may be, it, it always keeps you humbled. And the guys that get cocky, you know, they go one way. And this is a game that is so different to other sports. Look at the players that were really, really good. I mean, you took Trevor Everman, won the Masters, mm -hmm. couldn't play very well after that. Mike Weir couldn't play very well after that. We had so many players that won Opens, won Open Championships and PGAs. And, and, and so many big majors. And all of us, look at David DeVell. I mean, he was number one in the world. Yep. I can go through a, a whole list of players that uh, really uh, just couldn't play anymore. So this is a game you've got to... And, but all these guys weren't cocky, but it just so happened. I think they went and had lessons, and that's what Tiger did. If Tiger never had a lesson after he won the U.S. Open by 15 shots, right. he would have gone on and broken Nicholas's record. He would have won 20, 22 majors. Sure. But he was trying to get better, you see. But uh, sometimes... Uh, you know, you've got to have your own better judgment than Tiger did. And he made a mistake. But anyway, now he's singing so much better. Yep. And he's gone back to singing more like he used to in the old days. And what did you want to change that for? It was perfection. Gary, that, that poses this question. You've, you, you grew up playing with, with Palmer and, and, and Nicholas, uh, the greatest of the great triumvirates. I was looking at the great triumvirate originally, which was James Braid and Henry Taylor and, and, uh, and, and Harry Varden. But you guys won so many majors. But my question is, you, you played with Jack in his era and you've watched Tiger since his beginning. Who do you think is the better player? Well, first of all, you cannot make a comparison. That's right. Let's, let's say this. Let's say that Jack Nicklaus was here today with Tiger Woods playing both in the same time, both in their prime. 
Jack Pickers played where you had spike marks, 100 spike marks on every green. And we went off last because we were scoring the best. So you had the worst of the greens. Sure. The bunkers, when we first started, we raked with our feet. Then we got rakes. And now they have rakes that rake the bunker, whether it's in Timbuktu, South Africa, or America. Right. The bunkers are all exactly the same because you have a machine that you can set. You know, when I played in my first British Open, they never changed the cups. The cup was in the same place every day. <laughs> Think about these things. I mean, fairways were long. They were never short. I remember I went in to see Clifford Roberts because Arnold and Jack said, these fairways are so long at Augusta, we can't have stopped the ball. The ball's flying and the greens are firm. Go and see Clifford Roberts. He likes you. So I go and make an appointment and I walk in his <laughs> office. He says, good morning. What can I do for you, my boy? I said, Mr. Roberts, you know, I'm here because Arnold, Jack, and I feel we can't stop the balls. And please, can you cut the fairways shorter because then we can spin the ball? He says, do you know anything about poetry? Well, luckily, I went to a school where I learned about Wordsworth and Shakespeare and, <laughs> and, and Tyson and et cetera, et cetera. And he said, well done, he said, my boy. He says, the mowers are as low as they can go. Good morning. <laughs> so there you are So and then you're playing for a million dollar first prize every week I right. remember the first year that Arnold Palmer won a hundred thousand yep. dollars in a year mm-hmm. in a year I was leading money winner with 29 tournaments stroke average of 69 64 thousand dollars but we never played Matt and Mark we never played for the money we wanted to be the best right and that was our great dream. I mean, Rory McIlroy, if I'm not mistaken, with all everything that happened last year or the year before, whatever it is, years go by so quickly, won $23 million. That's not even counting his endorsements. Right. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's, it's hard to believe, but it's wonderful to see all these changes. But they all have their own jets. Listen to this. Tiger Woods, when he finishes the British Open, and he finishes at, say, 6 o'clock, He's in his bed in Orlando at 12 o'clock that same night. Now, Ben Hogan, who I believe is the greatest golfer that ever lived, he he won the Masters, he won the British Open, and he won the uh, the uh, the US Open. He couldn't get back here in time to, to win the Grand to, Slam right. all in one year. Right. Think about that. Yeah. Think about Ben Hogan. He went to war for five years in his prime. So did Sam Snead. And then Hogan comes back and has an accident. So Hogan in his prime doesn't play in 30 majors and he won nine. So there are a lot of ifs and ands in sport, aren't yeah. there? And, and that's why you say you can't compare it because because no. it's not it's not there's nothing comparable, really. Well, I mean, the ball goes 50 yards further. Sure. I mean, here I am, 84 years of age, shooting par. I mean, it's not on. <laughs> and I mean, really, I mean, the ball goes 50 yards further. I'm using that encore ball now. And I want to tell you something. It is such a magnificent ball. But but most balls are good. But I mean, the nice thing about the encore ball, it's as good as any other ball. And it's such a low price. Yes. And we've got to keep our cost down in golf. That's what's hurting golf to make sure that we don't make it too expensive for young people to play. Well, at least there's one thing that we all have in common, Gary, is that Maddie and I play the encore ball as well, too. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're a big sponsor of ours, Gary. And I'll tell you what, when I was skeptical at first because I was a Pro V1X guy. And I, yeah. I'm telling you, um, this, this ball is, if anything, it spins a little too much. Mark and I kind of say that together. But 
uh, as far as performance, it's just as good as anything out there. Well, there's no at, question. At, at thirty dollars a dozen, right? That, so that, yeah. that's right. You see, guys, I have still got great pride in my game, and I represent a lot of companies, and I want to play well with their customers. There's no way I would endorse a ball for any kind of money, any kind of money if I didn't really believe it is outstanding, because I spent 70 years practicing to try and be one of the best. And so now I test the ball. I test it in wind. I test it in rain. I test it against the Pro V and every other ball. And it was actually went a yard further, basically. But let's say they went the same. So, I mean, really, today it's a matter of how you advertise you have to advertise. In my opinion, the Titleist is no better than a lot of balls, but they spend a lot of money and they advertise and they market it well and good luck to them. I mean, if we cut the ball back, which I will happen eventually. Has to. For, for yeah. professional golf, we're going to have to have to cut it back, not for amateur golf. Let the amateurs play with everything they got. Now, guys, I want you to – you have this, this interview recorded. They're going to stand on the first tee at Augusta and drive the green. There are people in the world today that can do it now. Right. When you go to the long driving competition, 300, uh, 468 <laughs> yards. They've got a lady uh, playing the tour, uh, the tour Joy, who, who played with me in one of our uh, foundation days. She had 350 yards. I said, thank goodness I'm not married to you, Joy. If I came home late, you'd knock hell out of me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Mr. Player, we really appreciate you spending some time with us. And uh, you know what? I'm I'm assuming that when they announce that the Masters is going to be played in the fall, that you'll be there. I will be there. You bet I'll be there. I played in 52, and I've been there. Oh, well, uh, I don't know how many times, uh, 60-something. I mean, I stopped, my first one is in 57. I will be there. Thanks, guys. It's so nice to talk to you. And thanks for doing so much for this great game. Thank you. Thank and, you. and be safe and, up there and in Philly. God bless America.